welcome to the latest edition of The Ruck. Over the next 10 days, 11 days, we'll be producing a podcast every day, talking about the highs and lows as we conduct the Nightingale Challenge, in which we'll cycle 840 kilometres. Over 10 days, visiting five of the Nightingale hospitals, which our servicemen and women helped build, helped build and also our servicemen and women have been utilising their skills in giving the nation COVID jabs as part of the drive to get everybody out of the pandemic. With me is the support driver for the Nightingale Challenge, Pony Moore, UCAF's under 23 head coach. We've all got our own personal story, but the purpose of this as we now travel north along the A74 up to Glasgow is to just find out from Pony why he's uh, he's doing this. And I know you've heard him before on the ruck, but this is uh, really important because it isn't about uh, any one person. This is a team effort. So Pony, thank you very much, first of all, for, for driving for the last six hours. Uh, I hope your backside is as numb as mine's going to be tomorrow in the first leg. So mate, what's your story? Why did you uh, volunteer your services for the Nightingale Challenge? Uh, initially, um, when you mentioned about this absolute ludicrous cycle rider about to undertake, you never mentioned anything about the support team or anything, and I thought, if I can't join you on the bikes, nice to have and give my support by driving and, and being a bit of morale hopefully for you um, but like everybody I think I think Covid's had a massive effect on, on me and my family not through anybody suffering but through the work side of it my wife's a school teacher who's had to continue working throughout the whole lot and seeing how it's strained her makes me want to try and give something back as well mate I can't honestly I can't can't thank you enough. Uh, you, you mentioned um, supporting uh, the, the effort, and, and I will confess to uh, anyone that's listening that um, Pony may have a bag of women's clothing and fancy dress items. I have no idea what he's got in that bag, but uh, I'm led to believe there may be some high heels in there. So, um, can you explain? Sure. <laughs> can you explain yourself? Yeah, so I, um, I I contacted your lovely wife and she told me all your sizes and I went shopping. Um, she said you have a passion for high heels and fishnets, so um, I duly obliged. Uh, I, and I'm and I'm sure during those um, those moments of low ebb um, and and possibly dark thoughts coming into my little brain box that that, that you'll bring that smile. On my face as as I go uh, past. Um, I, I reckon if we can get somebody to donate at least hundred quid, you'd do twenty k wearing uh, some fishnets. Mate, I I I, I tell you now, there's people that know me from from way before. Um, in a, in a former life, it was always mankinis, but I am not cycling. I, I did the uh, the, <laughs> the free peaks uh, in a, in a mankini because a, lo- a load of a load of my old um, oppos doubled their donations and uh, to say that I severely um, caused myself personal damage um, yeah is an understatement plum tomatoes the colour of plum tomatoes comes to mind the the mental image I don't need while I'm driving (laughs) 
<laughs> no. Um, yeah, if if uh, yeah, if anybody wants to make a, a, a donation, I, I would I would do twenty kilometres or ten kilometres. Ten kilometres, I think, would be uh, I think that's fair. fair. Yeah, ten pound a kilometre. Ten, ten pound a kilometre in in fishnets, no problem at all. Bring it on. Anybody would like to, to do that, send me a personal message. If the donation goes in into the Virgin Just Giving uh, page, I promise that um, at some leg over the next couple of days the fishnets will be out most probably when I'm in England because I wouldn't want to get arrested in Scotland <laughs> not with uh, Covid policies anyway yeah, yeah well, you weren't a face mask right, under, under those fishnets Mr Cox no I'm not <laughs> um, yeah so so what what's your your role within in UCAF then Pope for the um, for the greater audience of so, all two that are listening <laughs> the two um, you kindly offered me the role of head coach for the under-23s, I think it was about 14 months ago now, so we haven't actually had a go at um, getting the group together or anything like that, so um, I'm quite looking forward to some of the, uh, the future endeavours that we've got coming up. <laughs> yeah, and, and and we have got futures endeavours um, coming up, but unfortunately uh, we still can't go public on that <coughs> and the date. Um, but we have got a, a, a fixture against Oxbridge um, in the not too distant future. So hopefully um, that will uh, officially go out because it's in, in the minutes of the meetings. So um, yeah, so that's really promising. And, and uh, I know you've got your, your, your coaching side together. You're now picking the players. And what's going to be um, interesting this time is because we had players that didn't play in this year's fixture, and as you you always said, and I've nicked your quote, that that lasting memory, creating that that occasion for the players, we we will use the players and Oxbridge as well that would have played in May this year. So so that is a huge huge one, a bit odd, but. It allows us to create, you know, those lasting memories, and hopefully, those players will go on to be uh, senior men and, what was I say, men and women players then, but to be uh, the single service um, future uh, men's players. Yeah, so. hopefully, hopefully, given given those players that have missed out, you know, some of these some of these guys will have missed out on on playing single service into service rugby because they may have joined the. The services at 22 and have missed that opportunity but we've got the job now of going and picking the and selecting the best players that are in service rugby that are 23 or below and yes as you mentioned we are going to slightly tweak that that age group slightly just to create the memories but I think it's worthwhile I, yeah I think sport in the services has a massive massive role to play we've got to offer as close to a normal life to people as we can and, and, and sport offers that and giving these the young guys the opportunity to showcase themselves on a platform could be what leads them into the single services into the into the men's squads yeah no to- totally and, and the, the reason why we went down down that route was because there's 
there is a, a plethora of young men and women in the services, not only the services, in, in civilian rugby as well, that their well-being has been affected during this period. So if this is a way of, of reaching out to them and getting them engaged and feeling part of a community again, then I think it would have been a miss of us um, not, not to make an exception this year. And, and I thank the single service unions um, at the, the last UCAF executive meeting for, for backing that decision because, you know, without their support, we wouldn't be UCAF. So, yeah, no, I, I think it will be a, a, a fabulous occasion um, to, to get them together, to give them that lasting experience, um, as, as you, you quoted and I've, I've duly nicked, as, as I do. So, um, yeah, so, so what have you been doing then during the COVID, you know, the, the COVID time? Been working? Yeah, I, I, I tried this new thing called work out instead of doing rugby. I'm not sure I like it too much, but um, <laughs> yeah, I I had a bit of a unique time of, of actually having to work long hours, long days. Um, I've now kind of finished that role and moved on to pastures new. But yeah, it, it was it, it was quite nice for me in a weird way to experience something different in service life. Um, having to a completely different role to what I'd normally have it, it, yeah it was a lot it, it was a challenge and there were days where I just thought oh, I could just jack this in now and just, just go hide somewhere for, for a period of time the, the place I was working we sent most of our workforce home for, for the right reasons many of them then forgot they're in the service and then trying to yeah, okay, yeah, that's a personal view, not the view of UCAF rugby, no, but yeah. No, very true, that's my experience. But yeah, so so I just had different challenges I'd never had before. Uh, yeah. And, and I think as a... Speed camera. I think as it brought me, um, I think there's something actually I can bring forward from it uh, as as a coach. Yeah. Uh, personnel, how to, how to look after and manage them, and especially from COVID, it's, you know, they're something you touched on their mental well-being there's, there's a lot of guys and girls that have that have been isolated for a long period of time whether that's in a cabin somewhere whether that's at home whether that's on a ship uh, you, know, you know they have been locked up essentially and we have to now try and unlock that now and try and get people back to normality and I think rugby is definitely a tool to do that not a um, not something that needs to be shied away from no, and, and, and I think that's one of the beautiful things about sport. It doesn't make any difference to to your ability when you get a group of people together and you're just throwing a ball around or whatever whatever size ball or whatever shape ball it is. That camaraderie that, that it instills, getting that community together, I, I think sport will be one of the, um, the fundamental bedrocks in, in, in getting people back to a... Yeah, a, a, a level playing field. It's my own personal opinion, uh, and I I, 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 agree. I think across the, across whichever sport it is, you know, people haven't seen friends, loved ones, teammates, whatever, for a long time. So you know, they're going to really want to get back to whatever their their hobbies are. Uh, and you know, we're we're quite fortunate that ours is rugby. Uh, it's, it has 
a lot more scope for a lot more people to be involved at any one time. Yeah, you know, it certainly does. And, and um, getting getting back onto the um, the Nightingale Challenge, um, just so that people, uh, if you haven't seen the, the UCAF webpage or been bombarded bombarded by uh, all the stuff that we put out there, it, it's going to be a bit of a lick. Um, you know, well, for both of us, you know, you've got to put up with me um, and my old man cycling. Um, you know, but it, it, it's what's behind it. The context that it is behind it is is the most important thing. You know, so in ten days' time, we'll uh, we'll get down to London and having, I think, gone through a really nice journey together uh, as as a team and. Yeah, it's, it's going to be really interesting, but, you know, we wouldn't be able to do it without the support from, you know, within within the Navy, within my organisation, within NATO, um, kindly from Cinch uh, and their support, uh, and uh, we're loving the car, Aaron, it's beautiful. It's very nice. It's very nice. Um, uh, also, um, big Callum at Weatherspoons, you know, all your, your uh, kindness... Um, in supporting us out logistically um, it's overwhelming thank you very much indeed to AJ Cycles um, for, for providing me with uh, all the stuff to um, keep me on the road and to uh, the UCAF one of UCAF's ambassadors Matty Stewart and his um, printing and embroidery business workwear in Northampton you know they were working yesterday till six o'clock um, getting the, the, the logos on the t-shirts and the cycling shirts so that you know we don't look a bit chip shop when we're out there we actually look um, smart and respectable so uh, a big um, huge thank you to Matty and Alfie and and, and Glenn and, and everybody and, and Jimmy for all your hard work really appreciate that uh, and then um, Addison printers that printed um the posters you know again thank you very much it's about getting that media message so what are we doing it for well we're doing it for the NHS charities to, to say thank you for all the care and compassion that they've shown to uh, to people over the the last 15 months or so 16 months uh, and also to SAFA who've supported service families and men and women during that period as well um, who support service personnel in the backgrounds uh, and maybe don't get the plaudits uh, as some of the other charities um, do. Is that man having a wee? I do believe he is. Um, welcome to Bonnie Scotland. So yeah, that's where we are. Um, so we're, we're now on our way up to, to Glasgow, 54 miles to go, um, where we'll, we'll, we'll replenish. I'll get some pasta down my, my, uh, my grid and um, then we'll go and go to our bed down location tonight before it convenes tomorrow at 10 o'clock from the SEC Centre uh, where Lewis Bean, uh, Army Rugby, uh, former Northampton and now Glasgow Warriors um, professional player uh, will um, give us the honour of seeing us on our merry way while we uh, transport the 
two Nightingale lamps from the Shawncliffe Foundation, Poppy and Jack, um, as a flame of remem remembrance, uh, and I'll be carrying Courageous um, on my uh, personage uh, all the way, which is a smaller one that will donate to Safa uh, at the end. So everybody out there, um, we'll try and get some videos uh, to go onto the Facebook page. Um, maybe some days it, I'll be in a dark place, maybe some days I'll be in a good place. But it's to show you that beneath all the uh, male bravado uh, as rugby players that we are, that we are human beings. Uh, and so this will be a, a diary of, of how we, we fare over the next 10 days. So stay safe, stay positive but negative and uh, keep listening and share share the podcast share the Facebook page share the messages and throw loads of abuse at us if you want to take care bye bye